0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite de Queen's Practical Wisdoms for Life podcast. I'm Amanda, your host of today's show, and I'm here with our co-founders, Lynn and Tina, as well as Director of Operations and Communications, Rachel. Today we'll be discussing whether money can buy happiness. So can money buy happiness? Why or why not? Rachel, I'd like to hear your thoughts first.
1: Thank you, Amanda. I have a pretty strong opinion on this, and that is that, yes, money can indeed buy happiness. I when I was looking at this question, um, it brought to mind um, this quote from a character in Desperate Housewives, you know, that show that ran for a while, um, Eva Longori's character, Gabby Solis, she said regarding the phrase money can't buy happiness, she said, that's just something that we rich people tell poor people to keep them from rioting. Now, obviously, that's meant to be a joke. But um, the point there is that, that yes, it can and does by happiness. So um, the sociologist, Georg Zimmel, talks about money in terms of having disembedded value. And what he means by that is that um, money by itself, the actual paper bill or the number in your bank account, that has no value. It means nothing. It doesn't add anything to your life or anybody else's life unless and until you give it away in exchange for something else when you spend it. So looking at that, if you have so much money that you can't spend it all, you can't. it's not even worthwhile to be tucking it away for a rainy day because you have so much that you don't even need to do that, then that's not going to add any happiness to you because that's not adding any value to your life. But in terms of spending it, that's where it brings you happiness. And I'm not just talking about a shopping spree, although that can certainly bring you a moment of joy, but I'm talking about just the stability that money brings in your life. Of course, I mean, it it allows you to pay for your shelter, your food, and if you have enough, it makes it so that missing one paycheck is not going to turn your entire life upside down. I think the majority of Americans, if they miss one or maybe two paychecks, they're in for bankruptcy and that's a really big scare so when you have money that gives you that peace of mind because without money you you're in this, this state of constant stress which i witnessed myself growing up um, and it affects your ability to sleep it affects your ability to focus on other things and enjoy life and it can even cause illness a certain level of stress can cause you to be ill and in american system if you don't have money you can't really afford to go to the doctor and have that that treat in and there's also of course the, the shame that, coming, that comes without having money, you know, there's there's a shame that's attached to, to not having enough, to being poor or, you know, less than middle class. And that can also affect your happiness. So money isn't sufficient to bring you happiness, but it is necessary, in my mind, to bring happiness. I mean, you can find happiness in the corners of your life sort of, around it, but... In the system that we live in now, without it, you are in a constant state of stress and worry and everything is just very precarious. So, yeah, in my answer, in my opinion, money can definitely buy happiness and does. Tina, how would you look at that?
2: Well, thanks, Rachel. I, you know, I don't know if money really buys happiness. You know, we, I think that we we all think that it will. And for some, it does. It certainly provides a safety net, which I think, Rachel, is is what you were um, addressing, is that having that money certainly provides a safety net for us. But I think, um, can money buy happiness? I think it depends upon your definition of happiness. Having money allows us the freedom to pursue our interests and live in better neighborhoods, go to better schools, get better health care, perhaps. There's a trade-off. Um, unless you win the lottery or the recipient of a large inheritance, uh, most of us need to work to achieve our goals. And that work translates into longer hours and typically more stress in our lives. So I think it's important to realize what truly makes us happy, family, friends. Is it material items that make us happy or spirituality? And for many of us, it's a, a combination and a balancing act of all of those. Lynn? Lynn?
3: Well, I I agree with the money buys things, things that that can only provide happy feelings um, when you already have a foundation of general happiness. You know, I feel that the core bedrock of happiness cannot be bought. I think you earn it from your actions and from others giving to you freely. Um, I think you need to have a genuine uh, appreciation of the people And the places around you to be able to embrace happiness and those are the ties that bind us together and they are that that sort of engine that that powerful engine that generates true happiness so I think about it this way that money can buy you know a wonderful vacation but the happiness in that during that vacation, it comes from sharing that vacation with the people you care about. So, that's my twist.
0: Thank you for your thoughts on this subject. Where does having money help? Lynn, what would you say?
3: Well, and I think Rachel, you brought up a lot of these things. Money provides peace of mind. It provides you the ability to express yourself and it can help create opportunities. Um, peace of mind can be purchased easily by just getting life insurance. And that way you are ensuring that your loved ones have the financial means to see them through a difficult transition. If you die, you know, that's a huge piece of, peace of mind, right, right there. Uh, you can express yourself and the things that you purchase, you know, whether it's for yourself, for your appearance or for others, um, and expressing your feelings for them by, by the gifts that you give them um, you can create opportunities. Um, this is opportunities for education and, and this can even be little things like just taking, um, some extra classes for yourself, whether it's a, a knitting class or a pottery class or karate. Um, you can also, uh, take these extra lessons and, and opportunities for your loved ones and you're creating these opportunities to learn and grow and, uh, to expand your horizons, um, I absolutely agree that having money um, will make you more comfortable. So in the in so many different ways, and and that is really so important. Um, it, it, and yet, at the end of the day, I I do believe that you can be happy with you know without having a lot of money. So. <laughs> So I'm going to throw the ball back to Rachel. Um, I guess she has a quite a bit of a different opinion here.
1: Right. Well, I mean, I agree with you, Lynn, that, that you don't need a lot of money to have to be happy, but I think you need to have enough. So I'm going to get a bit personal for a moment, but I grew up pretty poor. I... I was aware of our financial situation by the time I was aware of almost anything. I was afraid to ask for new clothing or when my clothes got old or torn, I was afraid to ask for a doll if I wanted it because I knew that every cent mattered. It's what my parents fought about every day. And without money, it's it's impossible. It's, it's, in my view, it, it is what prevented my family from being any happier than it was. So what money can help you with, it, it allows you the ability to appreciate and share, as Lynn was talking about. Money can buy a vacation, but you don't have to have a lot of money or just go on a big fancy vacation. But God, the ability to even take a, a week off or a weekend that's a luxury that so many people don't have. I can count on one hand the number of vacations that my family took and the opportunities that we had to appreciate and share with each other. It buys you opportunities. You know when when you live in a nice neighborhood your kids can go to nice schools. You can if you can live in a nice area of town where there are events and educational opportunities whereas if you're poor you're not near those things and you can't necessarily afford to get there. It can it does buy you freedom so it buys you the freedom to be able to take that time off and de-stress which everyone needs to do but it can also give you the freedom to turn down bad jobs or to leave bad jobs you know you if you're if you don't have enough money you you'll take any job you can get so that you can make the next or or feed your family the next week when you have enough money just enough then you can, you can be pickier about the way you spend your time. It's a lot of time that you spend working. Yes, happiness does come from spending time with your loved ones and giving and sharing, but if you're working all the time so that you can make ends meet, you don't do that. My parents took jobs that were very far away because those are the jobs that they can get, and I barely saw them. I mean, I saw them enough. I loved them and we were happy in our own ways, but we did not have those times to appreciate. And in my opinion, yes, money buys comfort. But you need to be comfortable before you can really be happy. Tina, would you like to follow up there? Sure. So I'm going to go back to the question, where
2: does money help? And I think, once again, I think money helps because it does provide a safety net. And that talks to uh, to all of those points that you were making, Rachel, and uh, certainly Lynn. Um, there are always going to be bills and financial obligations that need to be met on a monthly basis and it takes a large responsibility on us to be able to budget and fulfill those obligations sometimes circumstances throws us a curve and we need to juggle and figure out how best to meet those obligations and that's extremely stressful um and so in those circumstances absolutely money is helpful and to to lynn's point it does it buys peace of mind and it it provides additional opportunities and and other avenues that we might otherwise, um, if we're just always with our head down and and just trying to pick up the next nickel, um, that we don't we don't have an opportunity to look outside of. Um, having money can also provide us the opportunity to help others, donations, helping other family members, pursuing interests, flexibility. Uh, but having money really um, is an opportunity to also provide for those that are less fortunate than we
0: how can you use creative insights so money does not become an obstacle Tina let's hear your thoughts on this first
2: well I think money becomes an obstacle when it's lacking right looking for creative ways to um, entertain yourself and and others that that uh, don't cost a whole lot of money throw a picnic taking hikes get out in nature Take advantage of free concerts in the park and, and uh, look in the, in the newspaper and see if there are lectures of things that are, are of interest to you. But I think some creative insights, um, it's, it's finding ways to, to learn and to have fun without having to rely upon um, uh, monies or those uh, unexpected kinds of, of uh, costs. You know, many are going to say having a savings plan is a creative way. So that you don't have, uh, so that money does not become an obstacle. Uh, There are times when money is limited, and you may need to dip into um, a rainy day fund to to help with unexpected costs. Um, But as far as being creative, so that money doesn't doesn't hence, maybe you take that that seat that's farther back in the in the uh, concert venue than being up front. Maybe you you find ways to entertain yourself without. Things having to, to cost um, I think that we can get I it can be fun it can also be painful I understand that it can be painful to not have money to be able to do certain things but I think that there are um, I, I think our society here in the US anyway allows us plenty of opportunity to go out and enjoy um, with um, with without having to 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 spend that money Lynn I think you probably have some better ideas than I
3: well, yeah. And of course, you know, from a practical perspective, you know, what you were saying, Tina, I, I think there's another big point here is that I really think you have to get over yourself. I mean, you have to, I mean, honestly, you know, everybody doesn't have the brand spanking new fancy schmancy this or that. And I think that's a big deal, you know. Uh, so instead, you know, if you're on a really tight budget, you know, get excited about the hunt of garage sales and thrift stores. I mean, my first Um, apartment my first house I mean I purchased things from garage sales and and second-hand stores and some of my favorite possessions were purchased this way and I still have them you know I got hand-me-downs from my family and friends and Rachel sort of alluded this to like oh you know like you know like the, the shame of not having money well that that's you know, that's another part of just get over it. You know, I mean, that's that there's a lot of fun in doing that. And if people have an issue with it, that's on them. That's not on you, you know. So I think that there are all kinds of things you can do. You can still have a wonderful dinner party, but you just select dishes that utilize affordable ingredients so that it stays within your budget. Um, There are so many options out there. I I think that there are, all kinds of outings and adventures that you can have. Every community, no matter how small, has ongoing activities or activities, you know, monthly, quarterly, whatever it is. Um, there's free events, there's fairs, there can be concerts that you can attend. Um, there are normally like local museums that offer days that they're free to the public. Um, I would say, you know, spend a little bit of your budget and get a national park pass, Um, and it, it will open an entire amazing world of wonders and museums and pursuits that are all here within our whole national park system. So I think there's a lot of creative ways that you can that you can attach this, attack this, so that to your point that money doesn't become an obstacle. Rachel, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, I mean, I think Tina said it right. If money is always going to be an obstacle when you don't have it. Um, And I'm not sure that you can get creative enough so that it's not going to get, not going to become an obstacle. And I mean, of course, getting over the shame of not having money, that would be a lovely thing to do if it were so easy. But um, if you can do it, more power to you. That's fantastic. but I think I think Lynn is on to some things. So and Tina as well, saving, of course, is helpful if you if you can manage to nickel and dime your way to saving maybe fifty dollars a month, that even that can help after a while. But if you live in an area um that has has some things going on, some culture, that can be really helpful. You know, attending, free festivals or or block parties or going to the street markets, you can get some really good deals on produce in street markets and farmers markets. So those are great ways to do it. And of course, you know, you can gain skills so that maybe in the future money will be, will be in more abundance in your life. So what I've done is I've um, used my library account to access a site such as lynda.com where I've been able to learn new skills and add those to my LinkedIn and I can add them to my resume and say, look, I know how to use PHP or CSS or whatever it may be. Or whatever skills, there are many skills that you can access through your library, for example. And that can be a great way to to maybe get yourself in a position where, where you are... a little more comfortable you might also be able to make some things that you already do a little bit profitable so uh, lynn was saying things about going antiquing or or going to garage sales that's actually a good way to make a, a bit of spare change if you can invest in the in the products that you'll need so you can buy an old teapot and really fix it up or paint it and then sell it for a little bit of money at at your local flea market or or on Etsy or wherever, and those can be some fun ways to to kind of close that gap there. So um, yeah, th- those are my ways. There's no no real finagling your way out of the obstacle, but those are some ways to kind of make it a bit easier. You know,
2: Rachel, I, I had one thing that I, that I don't think that that on any of us have have touched on, and another great thing to do is to, and to get out, I think when you said, get, get over it or get, get outside of yourself. And that's to volunteer, go down to a local shelter and volunteer your time and see there's no, no better way of giving of yourself than your time to those that are in need. And, and it's a way to bring things back into perspective because as much as we may, as individuals feel that we're lacking something or, for us, we can't buy something. But you you volunteer your time at a shelter and see what people just are are what little people exist on. Um, and I think it is a, a way to 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 bring perspective back to our own lives.
0: Thank you all for your ideas and insights. This is really great. We have time for one more question, and it comes from Lexi in Durango, Colorado. Lexi asks. While I'm on a tight budget, every week I have what I call play money. What are your suggestions so I can get the biggest happiness bang for my buck? Thank you for your question, Lexi. Lynn, what are your suggestions? Um,
3: you know, I, I think it's what do you like to do? Um, and what, or what do you like? What's your passion? Um, what would you like to learn? Um, you can take a class. And you're going to combine meeting new people with getting out and about. And, and along with that, you're going to learn a, a, new, a new skill. You're going to be exposed to something new. And, and, and maybe you, you actually won't like to knit when you try to take the class to knit. But you may discover that, wow, this is really cool. Or you like a different side of the fiber arts, right? Um, if you're a fashionista, you could plan an excursion to check out the secondhand stores that are near you. Um, you know, it it could mean taking an overnight trip, um, to a larger metropolitan city, but, um, here in Seattle, I mean, we're about six hours, actually five hours away from Portland and Portland, Oregon is renowned for all of the amazing secondhand shops that they have. Um, it's an entire culture there, um, to repurpose and reuse things. Um, I think Tina made a really great, um, Observation that if you have a little extra money and you really care about something, you could volunteer at your local animal shelter and then also spend some of that money to buy some pet food <laughs> for the shelter. I mean, and wow, isn't that amazing? You're going to be, once again, meeting some great people, um, um, doing something that you really care about. So that's a great idea. And thank you, Tina, for reminding us about how that no matter how little we have, we can give back. And I brought this up before, but if you like anything about being outdoors, um, nature, if you enjoy history, um, going out and visiting um, you know, your state and your national parks is just tremendously rewarding. And it, it's just a great way to start exploring and um, spend a little bit of that, that play money that you have. Uh, Rachel, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, Lexi, first of all, I want to commend you for being able to budget uh, around having a little bit of play money each week. I think that's really important to, to de-stressing, unwinding, and just having a better work-life balance. So, uh, kudos for that. So how you might stretch that, that dollar? Uh, Again, we could go back to the free events or festivals. Or, as Lynn said, there are certain days or afternoons that museums are um, free to the public, and those are great to take advantage of. I would suggest that you do the free things first. So, maybe bike around town, or you know, get out to that park or wherever it may be. Find the things that you can do for free and see how much you like those. Uh, I'm sure that. It'll be great fun, and keep keep budgeting that play money so that you can save it up to, over a little bit of time to for a big splurge. Maybe you go to a, an amusement park, or you take that overnight trip to another city, or whatever it may be, whatever your idea of splurging is. Um, but that that will give you a big. And in the meantime, like I said, you can do all those free things going to to the music festivals or as Tina brought up and Lynn Highlighted volunteering. You can even volunteer at these festivals and paint children's faces If that's something that you're able to do in fact that can be some good fun So, you know, there are a lot of opportunities there. Tina. What would you say to Lexi? (laughs) I want my face painted (laughs) I Would say it's a really
2: personal question Lexi, you know play money you know, maybe you want to reinvest in yourself, um, and again create that rainy day fund that I mentioned earlier. Um, if you've had a particularly good week, treat yourself to a massage or maybe a spa, a spa day. You can treat yourself to a nice meal or a concert, movie. You know, I'm not sure that um, biggest the biggest happiness. I think that's that's a very personal thing as to um, what your what makes you the happiest. Um, but back to the the idea of donating to uh, that play money for a favorite cause. Tell you what is really might give you a whole lot of satisfaction is um, if you're out having dinner or lunch somewhere, surprise a fellow diner, and that's dining with a uh, like a single parent dining with a child, pick up their tab without them knowing about it. I mean, how how great would that make you feel? Don't, lots of lots of different uh, different ways to um, but and and as as Rachel said, good for you for having a little bit of play money at the end of every week. That is dynamite.
0: Thank you, Lynn, Rachel, and Tina for your great suggestions. I hope they help Lexi and anyone else with a tight budget looking to enjoy every cent of their play money. We want to thank all of our members and guests who joined us for today's podcast. Next week will be another terrific dialogue at Petite Queen. If you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion please email us at jointheconversation at petite